Hallelujah. Well, as you all know, I'm sure many of you know, if you haven't known, you'll know now, uh, Miss Nelva, Miss Powers, uh, Miss Phyllis's mom passed away, went home to be with the Lord last week, um, had the funeral uh, on Wednesday. Oh, what a blessing. Uh, so many of the church uh, were able to come. Choir came down, sang for us. We had a lot of them. Uh, the, the family and Miss Phyllis were quite blessed. Quite blessed, blessed by all the cards and the sympathy from y'all, and uh, doing good, doing good, but not back yet, not back yet. So doing good, amen. Miss Miss Nelva, I'll guarantee you, first thing she did went and said hi to my mom, probably. Well, now she probably went to see God first, <laughs> then said hi to my mom. Glory to God. But uh, good things, good things went went uh, at the funeral. It was it was a blessing of God. Uh, the church family was a blessing. Y'all were a blessing. So. Uh, just so you know, and they're not back yet, so we'll be blessed together tonight. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Well, glory to God. Let's, uh, let's look at the Word. That's what we like to do, unless God says different. You know, I was teaching healing school a couple months ago. It seemed like every time I got a lesson together, the minute I got in there, something new came. I like that. I like that, because I, I don't claim to be so great at this. But God's good at it. God's good at it. You know what I'm going to do this week, though? I'm going to slow down so that the camera guys don't have to chase me. (laughs) Devin said I wore a couple of them out. Had to get some new bearings in a couple of these cameras, I think. I can't make any guarantees what I'm going to do. I'm going to yield, though, to the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. And the Lord's going to help us. Amen? Amen. Let's open our Bibles to Matthew 9. Matthew 9. We're going to talk about doing good works. Doing good works. You know, last time I... This is almost an extension of what I taught a few Sundays ago in serving God. But doing good works. We're called to do good works. You know that? If you go through the Bible and you look over and over again, we are called to do good works. He graces us to do good works. The very verses, one of the verses that, that Rob just brought up in 2 Corinthians 9 says, He's made, able to make all grace abound, that in everything we'd be all sufficient and have more than enough to do every good work. That's not just giving, that's doing every good work. Giving is a good work. But that is every good work. And every good work, you don't want to miss out on good works. Right? We don't want to miss out on them. And we don't want to miss out on the benefit of good works. Just like we don't want to miss out on the benefit of serving, the benefit of good works is the goodness of God and the love of God. And we don't want to miss out on that by doing it with a wrong heart, doing it the wrong way. Doing it, we want to do it just the way God had it planned. Amen? And when it's in your heart to do it, that's the right way. When it's not when not when you're saying, well, I need this to happen or I need that to happen. No, no, you're not going to manipulate the word of God to make it work. The word of God works. All we have to do is do it. Amen. The word of God works every time. So we have an example of a person that did good works when he was here. And his name was Jesus. How many know in, in Acts 10.38 it said how Jesus of Nazareth went, around, went about doing good? Doing good. And what was that good He did? Healing all those that were oppressed by the devil. So that's good. That's a good work. That's not just, he wasn't just healing bodies. He was healing whatever they were being oppressed by. Poverty is oppression. Right? Depression is oppression. Amen? Anything that pressed against them that the devil brought in, Jesus took it away. He went about doing good. Doing good. And you could put right in there, doing good works. Amen? He wasn't trying to manipulate the Word. He was doing the Word. Glory to God. In Matthew 9, verse 36, I think this is King James Version, but I erased it off my page, so... We'll see how quick the booth is. Verse 36, But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them 
because they, they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Compassion. Remember there's a difference between compassion and sympathy, guys. When we look at some of this stuff and we say, oh, it bothered Jesus, it bothered Jesus. No, He was moved with compassion. That's not, that, it may have bothered you, but that's when it's in your heart to fix it. Compassion fixes things. It goes and it makes a difference. Compassion is the mobile part of love. Right? It's when that love of God rises up in you and you look inside that love and you say, oh, oh, I got an answer to that question. Yeah, it's that, it's that compassion and it moves you to do things. It, it causes you. He wasn't looking out there and saying, oh, that's just sad. What, 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 what are we ever going to do about this? No, he was looking out there and he was saying, I got a fix for this. They're like sheep without a shepherd. Guess what I am? I'm the great shepherd. I'm the great shepherd and I'm here. Amen? I'm here now, and I'm the great shepherd. Glory to God. And so compassion isn't sympathy. looks at it and says, oh, I feel bad for you, but I don't know what to do. Compassion doesn't do that. There's a big difference between sympathy and compassion. Sympathy will pat you on the back and rub you and make you feel real good in your flesh, but it can't do anything for you. Compassion, it does good things. It does good. It, it fixes if you look through the Bible, Jesus was moved with compassion and healed him, moved with compassion and fed him, moved with compassion. That's, how, that's what moved him. What, what is compassion? It's the love of God. It's the love of God. And it moved him to do the things that he, was, that he did. It wasn't because he was trying to get God to do something for him. No, no. See, we spent too much time trying to manipulate the Word to work for us. We don't have to do that. We don't have to do that. We do the good works. We do the things that He planned for us to do in advance. Already had a plan for us to do it. And as we do those things, as we do it the right way, with the right heart, because we love Him and we have His love in us, then we walk about doing good and healing all those that are oppressed of the devil. Jesus was just the first one to start that. We're next. And then after us, there will be someone next. He, he came down to be an example. Amen? Everybody says, what's that got to do with works? Read the next verse. Then he said unto his, unto his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous. Plenteous? Is that a word? Plenteous. Plenteous. Hey, we can say it. We right here in the Ozarks. We can say it. I'll find a new way. Plenteous, but the laborers, laborers, that sounds like workers, are few. So what are we going to do? Well, we're going to fix it. Pray ye therefore that the Lord of the harvest, pray to the, pray therefore the Lord of the harvest, that He will send forth laborers into His harvest. Laborers, works. He, he's moved with compassion and He brings in good works. He's moved with compassion. He does something to fix it. What do you need? I'm going to do this. I'm the great shepherd. I'll lead you. I'll put some people in place. I'll pray to the Lord. He'll do this. He's, he's already... Everything, if you look at His example on the earth... you know, And we've kind of gotten it backwards because when we see Him healing somebody, we see us as the person being healed. We should see us as Him. Amen? We're seeing it backwards. We're not, we got healed when we got saved. When we got saved, we became like Him. Now we go about doing good, healing all those that are oppressed of the devil. When it says He healed the blind man, we should get excited because we're next to heal the blind man. Amen? We're next to preach the Gospel. We're next to go into all the world. We're ne- we should be looking at Jesus as our example, not the blind man, not the man on the mat. That's not our example. We could have been that person, but we went ahead and got saved. And when we got saved, we got healed. And when we got healed, we got all that righteousness and we became the, the man that laid the hands on. Amen? We came, became the one that put the mud in the eyes. Amen? That's who we became. And so now we go about doing good works and healing all those that are oppressed to the devil. We got to get ourselves back in our right place. Started talking faster than my tongue would go. Right? But we but our place is him being our example. Amen. He is our example. So what's what's he tell us to do? Let's go over to Hebrews. Let's start looking at how we do these good works. 
Hebrews or how we get to started. You guys, I already can see how you guys do good works. I watch it all the time. I watch it all the time in this church. I watch the volunteers. I watch the people that work here. The people that work here, they love God and they do things because they love God. That is the first, first thing you have to do to do good work. For it to be a good work, it has to be born out of the love of God. Anything else is not a good... You, you can, it could be born out of your mind. You could say, I think I'm supposed to do that and you can go do it. And, and if it ain't God, it ain't good. Even Jesus said it. He said when they came up, when the man, when the rich young ruler came up and said, "Good master," and he said, "Why do you call me good? You know, there's none good but God." Right? If it's born out of His love, if the action is born out of His love, then it is a good work. Amen. You don't you don't want somebody well so you can say, "Ooh, look what I did! Look what I did!" No, you want them well because they were sick. And that's not God's best for them. You love them just like He loves them. And you love them because He loves them. And your desire is just what His desire is. And that's for them to be well. Amen? Not to have, not to have bills stacked up over their head. Not to have pain in their body. Not to be depressed and in the dark. But to have light and know the goodness of God. And live in that light. Glory to God. That's our desire as Christians. We're not serving Him to get rich. We're rich because we're serving Him. Amen? There's a big difference. And we want to make sure we do not put the cart before the horse because horses don't push carts. Right? I ain't never seen one pushing a cart. Amen? We want to do it right. We want to do it right. Here's the first way we do it. Hebrews 10, verse 23. Actually, if you go up a verse into 24, there's three things that he, that he asks us to do. He said, let us do. First thing he says, let us draw near. Why? Because we have a priest. If Jesus Christ is your Lord, He's your high priest. He's your mediator between you and God. And if He's your high priest, the first thing he says to do is draw near and be fully assured. Be fully assured that you're His. Be fully assured that He's faithful. Be fully assured. Amen? Fully assured. And then I'm, I'm, I'm using Dave English there. Amen? Second thing He asked us to do, He said, let us hold fast. Let us hold fast. Hold fast to what? Your profession of faith that you're fully sure of. Amen? Let us hold fast to our profession of faith that we're fully sure of. And the third thing He asked us to do, let us... And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and good works. Provoke. Provoke. The, the NIV says spur, on, spur one another on. But provoke is an interesting word. I remember whenever we were little kids, we had one of them old country squire Ford station wagons, man, where the seats in the back flipped up sideways and the kids got in the back and the adults got in the front and... Man, me and my sister and my two brothers, we would provoke each other. <laughs> Which one could get them mad first and who was going to get in trouble for doing it? And we provoked each other, but it wasn't to good works. It was, it was, it was antagonistic to try and see who would get mad first. Amen? But we provoked, and no matter how long it took, we'd provoke one another. Right? You see people that say, oh, we were watching some show the other day, and they said, well, I'm Irish, so we just got a bad temper. Well, <laughs> no, no. God didn't say, well, there's, let's make some Irish people and give them a bad temper. No. <laughs> no, you don't got to have that. God can set you free from it. Amen? Amen? But people that, that say they have a bad temper are easily provoked to anger. Why? Because they've got a hard heart, they got a hard place in their heart, a hardness that makes it easy for them to break loose and just say, or easy for their flesh to give in. However, amen. But Christians are supposed to be easily provoked to do good works. They're supposed to be walking down the road and, and God just give them one little chance. They don't have them have to be told twice. Christian walk down the road. They see somebody. He ain't got no shoes. I think I want to buy him shoes. God, should I buy him shoes? Yeah, okay. And you're over there. You're, you were provoked. All you had to see was a pair of bare feet. Amen. Jesus was provoked as He walked through this earth. Sickness provoked Him to heal them. Amen. 
He was provoked unto good works. Amen? And we, we can be provoked and provoke each other unto good works. How do you do it? Don't you ever got, you got one of those friends that every time you're around them, all you do is talk about how good God is. And when you leave there, you feel like going out and you're going to witness. You're going to, you're going to win the world. You're going to get into healing. You're, why? Because what you've done is you've sat there and provoked each other into good works. You've provoked each other to do the things that God's asked you. You've, you've sat there and you've talked to each other until you've built up your spirit. Amen. Me and Rick used to go to Bible study, a guy named Scott. And that guy, when I got around him, by the time I left him, I wanted to go and preach the salvation message everywhere that I could preach it because he was so full of the love of God for people to be saved and not go to hell. And you know why? Because he didn't get a hold of the fact he didn't have to go to hell when he got saved. He got a hold of the fact that God loved him and what God did to save him. It's a big difference. You've got a lot of people that, that get saved because they don't want to go to hell and they get saved because they want this or they want that. He got saved because he found out how much God loved him. And when he found that out, it provoked him daily. And it still provokes him. I talked to him the other day and he's still provoked daily to witness to people as the Lord leads, by the way. <laughs> you don't just go, you're just going to bother people that you ain't supposed to be witnessing to. Amen? Right? That's why you be led. If you're walking down and something provokes you to do something, make sure it's the Lord. Just because it's a work don't mean it's a good work. Amen? You be giving your money away and God will say, well, I didn't tell you to do that. How can I bless it? Right? You've got to watch what we're doing, but we don't want to miss it either because He's given us opportunity after opportunity to bless people. He's, he is provoking us unto good works daily. Unto good works. Unto love and good works. That's your first thing that you'll know, though, if it's born out of love. Remember, he didn't just say good works. He said unto love and good works. So when you're out there and you get it in your heart, make sure it's born out of love. People say, sometimes you've got to give out a need. That, I don't see that. Got quiet. You give out of love. You, everything you do from God has got to... Faith doesn't work without love. I don't care how great your faith is. It works by love. And if it's not born out of love, then it's not God. Everything He has is born out of Him and He is love. Glory to God. So every good work that you'll do here on the earth is born out of that love. And if it is not, then it is not Him. You better start loving me. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen? Amen? And His love is what, what, what is provoked. That love in us, when we see something that that love can fix, then it provokes that love into action and compassion takes over. And compassion takes over and it comes out and it begins to do what it does. It heals. Right? It, 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 it ushers in the glory of God, the goodness of God. Amen? Oh, it's a good thing. Glory to God. And we can be provoked unto good works. Glory to God. Glory to God. Right? We don't... You guys are getting quiet on me. Good works. Good works is what we do because of who we are. Because of what He's made us to be. Amen? Amen. We love to do what He loves for us to do. Amen? Let's look at something else. Galatians 6. I said, Dave, are you going to take up another offering? No. No, not even going to take up another offering. Galatians 6. Good works. Good works are important. Amen. You're saved to do good works. You don't do good works to get saved, though, do you? But you are saved to do good works. Amen? Big difference. You got people, you got a whole group of people out there that are trying to get saved by doing good works. Well, you can't do good works until you're saved, so they're in big trouble. Just a thought. Galatians 6, verse 7. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that, that shall he also reap. 
For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well doing. Why do you suppose he talks about doing good right there? Right after he talks about sowing to the Spirit. Because doing good is sowing to the Spirit. Doing good is what we're designed to do. We're designed to sow to our Spirit daily in doing good. He says don't be weary in doing well. Don't get weary with doing good stuff. The NIV even says doing good. Don't get weary. Because the only way you cannot reap a harvest from doing good is to quit is to quit, is to faint. If you will not grow weary in doing well, not doing, it, not doing well so that you will do well, doing well because you love the Lord. Amen? You got, we're not doing well because we want to do well. And I'm, I'm trying to say that right. I'm not going to go out and do something because I want God to do something for me. I'm going to do good because I love the Lord. Amen. His Word will work from there. I don't have to do anything else. His Word will take over. I need to know what His Word says about doing good and and reaping a harvest for doing good because if I don't, I won't know to to reap it. Right? Right? But my focus is not on reaping. My focus is on doing good because doing good is sowing to the Spirit. And if you sow to the Spirit, you'll reap life everlasting. And He's not talking about going to heaven. That's just part of it. He's talking about right here, right now, if we sow to the Spirit and we do good, and we do good works in love, then we will reap a harvest. Natural, spiritual, you will reap if you don't quit. Don't quit what? Don't quit doing good. It doesn't say don't quit sowing. It says don't quit doing good because the doing good is the sowing. Yes, sowing your seed, sowing your finances is good. Why? Because you're sowing into some place that you believe God's working through, I hope. Amen. If you're not, you better pray and find out where He wants you to sow. Right? But sowing finances is part of it. Doing good. Count whatever you do unto the Lord as a good work if you're doing it unto the Lord. Amen? Get your harvest. And don't faint. Keep doing it. And every day say, Oh, God told me to clean this toilet. God told me to work in this parking lot. I'm doing a good thing. I'm doing it unto the Lord. This isn't just trivial. This isn't just this or that. This is a good work. Amen? And people are getting saved because I'm doing this work. Right? It's a good work. Amen? Whatever it is He tells us to do, it's a good work. And we want to be prepared to do those good works. Amen? Christians got to be prepared. If you're designed to do good works and you don't have the resources to do them with, then what's happening? Is God missing it? Huh? You want to say, God, I really want to do some good works, but I don't have resources. God said that He's able to make all grace abound. That you'll be fully supplied, fully sufficient in every good work. One one of us ain't right. His word or me? It's us. us. Every time. It's us. Glory to God. So He will supply whatever we need. Resources. If your heart is right, if you're truly doing it unto the Lord as worship. Amen? As an act of His love towards others. Amen? Because you truly care about people. Because if you don't truly care about people, you ain't got the heart of God. Right? He didn't send Jesus because you needed you. He sent Jesus because He loved you. Right? Because, oh, well, we needed Jesus. Yeah, and He loved you. So He sent Jesus for God so loved the world that He sent His Son. It doesn't say the world needed Jesus so He sent His Son. That's not what it said. He said for God so loved the world that He sent His Son. That was a good work. Amen? And it's still bearing fruit today, and it'll bear fruit forever till Jesus comes back. Amen? Glory to God. So we will do good works. Amen? In verse 10, it says, as we have therefore opportunity, God's going to provoke us. God's going to provoke you. Well, He's going to give you opportunity. Well, opportunity is a, provo- is a pro- let's say, provocation. Look at that. Write that down on my calendar. I'm going to say that three times next week. 
That is, that is provoking somebody to do a good work. Amen? What's he say? Let us therefore as we have opportunity, right? Let us do good unto all men. You mean even those old sinners out there? Yeah, the ones like you were. Yeah, yeah, them. Ones like you and me were. Yeah, we do good to them. Why? Because it shows the goodness of God. What leads men to repentance? The goodness of God. Amen? That's what leads men to repentance. Amen? Right? That's also why you do it to the, those that are household of faith. Guess what? People in the household of faith still need to repent sometimes. You had to turn from anything that you've been doing wrong? That's what repentance is, guys. It ain't you, I'm so deep in sin, i got to repent. No, you're just doing something wrong. Turn. Amen? We've made repentance like this evil word, man. You tell somebody they got to repent, and they're like, I don't either. I've done nothing wrong. Okay, that's a pretty good sign right there. <laughs> I know when my mom came to me and said, DKV, and I said, ooh, DKV. She's throwing out the initials. You know, a lot of people threw out the full names and not mom. She went with the initials. You knew. Time to repent. And if you said, I didn't do anything, she said, yeah. No, God knows. How do we get off on that? Let us do good. As we have opportunity, as we're provoked, every day God is going to give you opportunity. He's going to provoke you unto good works. He's going to give you things you can do. And, and the love of God in you has to be, you've got to be walking in that love because to see these opportunities, you won't, you won't see them if you're not walking in that love. If you're not walking in the love of God, you'll pass right by it. Amen? Right? <laughs> I remember I was... We used to teach Bible studies, and I worked down here, and Bible studies was in Springfield, and I was running late one night. I was running late, man. I had to get to church, had to get to Bible study. Had to get it. Got pulled out of my, pulled out of the lot, and man, there's this car going two mile an hour and breaking down right in the middle of the road. And I, and I'm like, what is this? I got to get to church. And they're, 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 they stop for a minute. I can't get around them. It's a highway. And I, I'm getting mad. I got to get to church. I got to get to church. I've got to, I got to tell people about Jesus. I got to get to church. <laughs> and they pull off just a little bit outside the road and I zoom past them and God says, what did you just do? <laughs> he provoked me and I didn't, and I missed it. And he said, you got to get to church so bad that you can't help people? Glory to God. I said, well, <laughs> I'm turning around. Guess what? By the time I turned around, somebody already took that blessing. Somebody was already helping them. Somebody already had them a gas can. Somebody that God provoked to help them gave because this guy had to get to church. I had to get to church. I couldn't help people. I couldn't walk in love. I had to get to church. Now, come on. None of y'all ever done that, have you? Well, don't, because it's not good, and you don't feel good about yourself. I had Rick teach that night. So I had to repent. Glory to God. Glory to God. But He's giving us opportunities just like that every day. And if you're walking in that love, if that love is welled up in you and you're walking in that love, then you see Him. Why? Because your vision is love. Your vision is love. Your vision is to do the work of God. Your vision is to be good and do the goodness of God. And when you see somebody that's sick, you don't say, oh, a poor baby. If you were just a Christian, you could be healed. Boy, good thing Jesus didn't say that to nobody. He wouldn't have healed anybody. Because there weren't no Christians when he was around. Right? He hadn't died yet. There was a bunch of people with a promise. Right? No. We need to take opportunities. You need to see. God, do you need, can I do something about that? He may say no. He said, no, you can't. I, you know, I'd love for you to, but you can't. But the heart of God, at least, wants to. Amen? We're not just going to pass by and we see in the grocery store and, and they're in the line and some mom in front of us and she's got to take back half her groceries because she ain't got enough money. And you're sitting there thinking, look, i got to get to church. I wish you'd get your groceries off the counter. My Sunday dinner ain't going to be nearly as good if you don't get this going. Good works. You're being provoked and you missed it. Good works. 
Glory to God. Look for Him. Look for Him. Keep your eyes open. Look for Him. You say, well, I don't have anything. you got something and God knows what it is. And He'll provoke you with it. He will. He'll say, you may say, I don't have any money, but you know how to change a tire. I don't have any money, but you know how to do this. You know, I don't know what you know how to do. But God knows. And He will find somebody for you to love with good works. Amen? That's how He does it. That's how he does. How's he? That's how he shows his love. That's like giving you a great big hug if you were on the side of the road with a flat tire and couldn't change it yourself. That's like God just coming down and saying, "Ooh, I love you," and He sent somebody to change your tire. Amen. Why? Because it's a good work. Amen. We should be equipped to do these good works. Look at the good, the good Samaritan. Amen. Look. Isn't it interesting? They don't call that the bad Levite or the evil priest. <laughs> Now, that's not what the story's about. It's about the Good Samaritan, right? Right? Isn't that what it's about? Yeah? It's not about the bad. It's about the good. Luke 10. Amen? Amen. We want our works to have value. Right? It's not, we're not working to get something from God or to be who God made us to be. We are made something, so we're working. Amen? Think about the guys where Jesus talked. He said there will be some that will say, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy? Didn't we do this? Didn't we do that? And in Your name do many wondrous works. What are they saying? Well, because of what we did, you ought to be accepting us. Huh? You should have been doing what you did because you were accepted. See? See what I'm saying? It's, it's some, we get it backwards. We do what we do because we've been accepted in the Beloved. We are the children of God. We are well able to do all these things that Jesus did. We are more than willing, more than able, and we should walk around looking for it. Amen? We should have a smile on our face all the time. Why? Because we just know God's getting ready to give us another opportunity. Not because we're getting ready to get something, because we're getting ready to give something. Amen? You're going to do your getting, right? If you'll look after the giving. Amen? You start looking after the getting, and He can't look after the getting. There's your good English for the day. Glory to God. Here's someone looking for good work, looking to do good works. Luke 10, verse 30. parable of the good Samaritan, not the bad priest. Amen? Verse 30, And Jesus answering said, A certain man... Now, Jesus said a certain man, and I'm going to stop because He said a certain man. So this was a hand-picked man. This was a man that was going supposed to go here today. This is, this is what He was... This, he's a certain man. Right? It's not, he's not just saying, by chance a man. He said, this man went from Jerusalem to Jericho this day. Why? Because he's going to talk about three more certain men. Why? Because he's a God of opportunity. He's a God of opportunity. He's got this man in one place, and he's got three more men that are going to have opportunity to do good works. Amen? So a certain man, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came a certain priest. Wasn't just any priest, it was a certain priest. What? The priest that could have been used by God that day. Certain priest. A certain priest that way. And when he saw him, passed by on the other side. I got to get to church. That's what he was saying. I got to get to church. And guess what? If I help you, ain't nobody going to see it, so it ain't really going to make me feel good. Hmm? Ooh, isn't that what Jesus said? They do their works to be seen by men? Yeah. No, we do our works because we love God and God loves us and God loves them. Amen? And likewise, what do you mean likewise? A certain Levite. It doesn't say certain, but he says likewise. So what's he saying? A certain Levite. When he was at the place, came and looked at him. Looked on him. I ain't getting involved in that. 
I'm going to go help the priest. <laughs> Glory to God. i got to go help the priest because there's stuff to do at the temple. Amen. <laughs> Two people. God's provoking them. Why aren't they getting provoked? Because the love of God isn't leading them. The love of God, the compassion of the Lord is not moving them. Amen? If Jesus would have walked by that way, then compassion would have been... He never walked by that way. He walked in the love of God. And that's why when He saw something that the love could, that provoked that love, He fixed it. Why? Because it moved compassion. Right? When you provoke love, it moves compassion. And what happens when you move compassion? Good works. Every time. If you look at it, every time Jesus was moved with compassion, good works happen next. Every time. You can't move compassion and not get good works. It's like 2 plus 2 equals 4. That's what's going to happen every time you take 2 and 2. Every time you move compassion, good works will follow. That's why we have to walk in that love. We have to walk in the love of God so that every time that that love is provoked, compassion moves and people are helped. Amen? Right? Because you got people trying to come up with ideas on how to help people and what to do next. God knows who He wants you to help. Amen? Levite, he went to help the priest. But then a certain Samaritan, this is the third man. God's given three people an opportunity. This is the third one having the same opportunity. This one, though, he was not just walking this way. He was, he was prepared to do good works. As he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, what did he have? Compassion. Compassion. Compassion is born out of the love of God. People say, well, he was a Samaritan. How He had it because it was compassion. People say, well, it's human compassion. No, human compassion has no value. God is love, and outside of God, there is no love. Outside of God, it is an emotion, and it is wishy-washy, and it may like you today, but it will not like you tomorrow because you did not please it. Amen? The love of God likes you even when you don't please it. That's how I know my wife has the love of God for me. Because even when I don't please her, she still loves me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord is right, Keith. Thank you. <laughs> Glory to God. He did good for me. They were all provoked, but this one was moved. The love of God, the compassion was moved in him. Amen? And he woke up that morning thinking this way. How do I know that? Because look what he did. He went to him. He bound up his wounds. How did he do that? He must have had bandages. We used to go... Where I used to go to church before this church was here, there was a guy who walked around smiling all the time. I mean, the dude was so full of the love of God that he just walked around. I mean, he was just happy. He, he was just happy. And he told me one day, he said, he said, you know, when it snows, I get out in my four-wheel drive and I pack it full of everything that somebody that would get stuck would need. Flashlights. and Not for him. He didn't pack it for him. You see lots of people that stop and they say, well, thank God I packed this for me and I can help you with it. And that's great. But he packed it for other people. He packed it full of blankets and full of flashlights. And he was so happy to do it. I mean, he's like, oh, as soon as it snows, I'm going out there and I'm getting on the road. And the first person I see that needs a sandwich, I got one. He packed his car. That's the love of God. You have to be thinking in the love of God to do that. Because if you're not, you'll be thinking in your flesh and all you think about is making yourself a sandwich. Let me rephrase that. All I think about is making myself a sandwich. You guys do much better than me. Right? This guy had bandages. It says he bound up his wounds, pouring oil and wine. He had oil and wine. What was oil and wine? It was a healing product in that day. He wasn't going out to get drunk. He had the stuff. He had the resources. Amen? He, had, he was ready to help somebody. He was expecting to do a good work. And he sure wasn't going to miss an opportunity to do it. What if he hadn't had that stuff? Well, he still could have helped, but not nearly this much. Right? But he woke up that morning and he said, this is what I'm going to do. Plus, he knew that road probably. Amen? And so then, this is awful. He has to walk because he's setting him on his beast. He has to walk. 
That's like having to mow your lawn because you're helping somebody else. <laughs> Glory to God. The love of God in him. He's on a road where he could be riding and he says, no, I'm not going to ride. This man's hurt. I'm going to bandage him up. I'm going to pour oil and wine in his wounds where he's being healed even as we go. Put him on this mule and we're going to go into town. And then they get into town and he goes with him into town. I'm on the wrong page. Amen. Verse 35, And on the morrow when he departed, they got in town, and he takes him to an inn. Puts him up. Must have had money too. He took everything he needed to do good works. We... Yes, we want to lay hands on the sick until they recover. Yes, but the natural things, that's the things the world sees. You tell somebody that don't know Jesus that you can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, they'll say, yeah, but who's going to feed my kids tomorrow? The natural things, the natural things, that's what people see. They, they can't see love like we see it through Jesus. They don't know Him. But they can see the love of Jesus through us when we do the natural things, when we do what it takes. God may say, do something spiritual. But when God gets the glory and you do it through the love of God, they'll know it's more than you. They'll say, oh, you know, people have done this for me before, but not like this. Not like this. This guy, not only did he have everything to fix me up, then he took me into town and he paid for my room. And not only did he pay for my room, then he left and he said, hey, if it costs more to get him well than what I've paid you, I'm coming back through. I'll take care of the bill. Glory to God. And he didn't go back in there and say, hey, by the way, my name is such and such and so and so, and I have done this for you, okay? And I want you to know that I've done it, and I want you to tell others. No, he left. He left. Right? Some people say, oh, I've got to give you a testimony about what I did. Turn that page over. Right there. <laughs> Leave it right there. Glory to God. I want to give you a testimony about what God did. He supplied me with the resources that it took to do good works unto men, unto the household of faith, unto whoever might need it. Unto, he provoked me and gave me opportunity to do it. And then not only did He give me opportunity, but with the opportunity He gave me ability. Amen? And provoked me to use the ability and the opportunity to love with His love. Glory to God! You get to love with the love of God. You know, people can tell you they love you all day long. But when they love you with the love of God, it's different. It's different. You know you've been loved. You know that something real happened there. You know that it's life-changing. You know that it's compassion. You know that something's happening. That other love, it don't have the value. There's no value in it. Right? Our works, value is given to it by God's love. Amen? You don't do it in God's love, then its value is nil. Right? It's just true, guys. Glory to God. It's not even late yet. We can keep going. Huh? Right? The value of your work is given to it by God's love. You don't give it value. God's love gives it value. What you do out of God's love is the value. If you do it to get your name in the paper, if you do it so people see you do it, there is its full value. Right? right? What did he say when people pray to be seen? I hope they got good, good out of that because that's their reward. Right? When they, put, when they disfigure their face and sh- tell you they're fasting, I've been fasting. That's what I'd look like too. No. <laughs> I'm fasting everything but chocolate chip cookies. And I'm sure I can live on those. <laughs> then they'll get their full reward. Right? If they just want you to know about it. Then God says, okay. Now they know. There you go. But if you'll give it true value. The true value is when it's born out of love. And you do it just because you love God and God loves them and nothing more. You expect nothing more, but you know you're getting a lot more. 
because you'll get your full reward then. You'll get everything that God had for you and more because He's looking for somebody that'll do that. I'll guarantee you that Samaritan was blessed because you can't do good works moved with the compassion of God and not be blessed. And guess what? He said, thank God I'm blessed again. I'm going back. That's what blessed people do. They don't say, look at me, I got this, I can have this now. They say, oh, God, use me again. Why? Because it's the best, the best. It is the greatest high in the world to be used by God. It is the greatest thing ever. And if you let Him use you the right way, then you don't care. You, they couldn't give you all the money in the world to trade for what you feel when you know you're in right in the middle of God's will. You wouldn't trade it for nothing. Amen? Glory to God. Our works will be tried. And their value will be known by their love. Amen? What's it say? Look in, look in uh, 1 Corinthians 3. 1 Corinthians 3. Talks about your works. People say, well, that's talking about building on another man's foundation. Well, Jesus came to seek and save which was lost. Ain't supposed to work for keys either, but it does. The Word works. The Word works. This is talking about good works. This is talking about works in general. Right? So if it's talking about works, then it applies to your work, my work, anybody's work. Amen? 1 Corinthians 3, verse 12. Now if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. What do you reckon happens to wood, hay, and stubble when fire hits it? That was the value of your work. Right? Isn't that good? Give your work value. Make it precious. How do you make it precious? You build it in the love of God. It's born out of the love of God. That's, that is silver and gold and precious stones. Guess what happens to silver and gold when they're tried by fire? Oh, they come out more pure. They come out more right. They're better and greater than they ever were. Why? Because you can't try them by fire and get them worse. They get better. Fire makes them better. Amen? That's the kind of works we want to have. We want to have gold and silver and precious stones. We want our work to have great value. What's he saying? Work that, that's wood, hay, and stubble when it's tried. When people say, when, when, it, when it comes to the forefront and every man's works are manifesting, he says, why'd you do that? And the Word tries it. Remember, the Word of God is living and active. Right? And it judges the thoughts and intents of a heart. It doesn't judge. And people say, oh, I did this for this reason. You can say whatever you want to say on why you did it. But the Word will tell you why you did it. God knows your heart. We don't want to try and fool Him. We want to try and be exactly who He's called us to be. Act. <laughs> go, go about being who Jesus was. Amen? And Jesus is in us. Amen? Walking in that love. And when our works are tried, and He says, well, he says you know why you did that, Dave? And you say, you'll tell me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I ain't going to answer God. I say, you'll tell me, God. And He says, because you loved me. You went and did that because you loved me. And you loved me and you loved them. And you did it because you loved. That's precious to me. That's gold. That's silver. Amen? That's the reason we do it. If we do it for another reason, we do it for the wrong reason. It's about people. Amen? It's about people. And when our works are tried, we're not going to have some wood and some hay and some stubble. Because we ain't going to do it for the wrong reason. We're going to do it for the right reason because we love the Lord. And we want to prosper. Why? Because we love the Lord. Amen? That's, that's the best reason to be rich. Rich people that love the Lord? Oh, resource. Glory to God. And you ain't going to get nothing but richer. Why? Because you got a right heart. He can work with that. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Matthew 5. Did I finish with the... Ooh. Oh, wait a second. I can go, you go ahead and go to Matthew 5. Notice this about the uh, Good Samaritan. It said, On the morrow when he parted, he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said unto them, Take care of him, 
And then if he runs out, I'll call the church and see if they'll pay for it. I think there's a whole bunch of people that think that's what you're supposed to do every time you see a... God ain't provoking you to call the church. God provoked you to do a good work. Amen? (laughs) Glory to God. That's not what He said, is it? He said, and I'll take care of it. Amen? And when it says, give and it shall be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, running over, all the rest of that, will the church take care of your needs? No. It's not what the church is here for. Right? The church is you and the church is me. Amen? God will give us resources to help people. Amen? I'm not saying the church won't get together and do stuff. I'm not saying that. But if you see something on the road, it's not your job to say, oh, we, uh, you need to go to the church. They'll take care of you. You need to do this. They'll take No. Find me a scripture. Right? It's first, first, first message Brother Moore ever preached to this church was, where's the scripture? Truth or tradition? Amen? We are to be well supplied, amply supplied to every good work. Amen? Yes, the church, we as a body, will get together and do good things. we got Celebration Sunday. We do many other things and we will continue. As the Lord leads the Moors, this church will continue to do good things. But I want to do my opportunities. I don't want the church to take my opportunities for me. If I see somebody and God provokes me and and that love is built up and compassion moves, then I want to do it in the name of Jesus. I want to be used by God. I don't want to be used to dial the phone. Amen? Don't get quiet on me now. you got to love me. Remember that. Glory to God. Where did I say go? Matthew 5? Thank you, Lord. Matthew 5. Good works. Matthew 5.13 You are the salt of the earth. If salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. You are the light of the world, a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In that way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds. This whole thing's talking about good deeds. What's salt? What's your saltiness? It's your good deeds. It's your good deeds. Not good deeds done to get something from God. Good deeds be done because you have something from God. Good deeds done because you love the Lord. Good deeds done, and people know it. They know it when you love the Lord, and you just did it because you love the Lord. They also know it when you just did it because you want them to see that you just did it. Even if you tell them, well, I just did it. Uh, Just give glory to God. And it was my wallet, but give the glory to God. No. It's when, when you leave and they don't even remember who you were. They just remember that God did something for them. They don't even remember what you looked like. You say, they say, now what did the guy look like that helped you out? I don't remember, but the glory of God came. The glory of God came, and I felt the love, and I felt the goodness, and I, for the first time in my life, turned and went a different direction because that love changed my life. I had the salt, and I had the light, and those are the two things that changed me. It was the good deeds. The goodness of God leads men to repentance. It ain't what you say, right? Glory to God. Glory to God. We're not going to lose our saltiness. Why? To lose our saltiness, we'd have to stop doing good works. Stop doing good works, we'd have to stop walking in love. Stop walking in love, we'd have to stop serving God. We ain't doing any of that. 
Anybody going to stop serving God in here today? No. The best time of your life is when you yielded to the Holy Ghost and you yielded to the Spirit of God. And He said, do this. And He showed you the opportunity and you did it exactly the way He said because you loved Him and no other reason. And then you started getting blessed. Why? It's what He does. It's what He does. He's good. He's the originator of good deeds. He goes around looking for good things to do. The eyes of the Lord are going to and fro across the earth. He's just waiting for one opportunity to do good to you. That's what He wants to do. Why? Because it's what He does. Why? Because He's the love you're loving people with. He is that love. Glory to God. And He can do it. Amen? Amen? In the same way, let your light shine. Let your light shine before men. What's he saying? Tell everyone what you know? No. When you love the Lord, you just look like you love the Lord. Amen? Right? Why? How do you know? You're the one that's happy when everybody else is sad. Right? You're the one that feels good about it when everybody says, I don't think it's going to work out. You're the one that everybody says they are whacked out of their head. Stay away from them. Why? Because you're in faith. And you're believing God. And you sow in the land of famine. That's who you are. What do you reckon everybody around Isaac said? They said, Isaac's going to... It had not rained there in years. And he's going to sow in it. And all the people were laughing at him. They weren't laughing when his guys were out there and they came to him looking for jobs because he needed help getting it in. They weren't laughing anymore then, were they? Why? He was just doing what God said. And the crazy person was not the crazy person. He was the right person and he had resource. Amen? Glory to God. We serve a good God. We serve a good God. And He'll provoke us unto good works. And then He'll put it in us to provoke one another. Right? He'll say, Keith, guess what I did last week, man? I went and worked with these kids, and we had five get saved. And Keith was saying before, he said, I don't like working with kids, but man, five of them got saved. I'm feeling like I might want to work this week. I feel like I might want to do that tomorrow. Why? I'm provoking you. I'm provoking that love of God. You can't keep provoking that love of God before compassion jumps out of there. It will jump out of there. Amen? And when it jumps out, it'll do something. It will do something. And it'll be good. Right? God don't do. God don't do. No bad works. There you go. (laughs) I'll put as many negatives together as I can right there. (laughs) Glory to God. Glory to God. Our love and our zeal is our light. Our zeal for the things of God. Our zeal to do things for Him. And our zeal for His love to be shown to others. Why why do you want to show Him love? Because you know it. You know it. People that don't truly know the love of God, they can't show it. But people who know that love, they can't not show it. Right? <laughs> they can't not show it. It's just right. <laughs> Bad English or not, that's the way it is. Why? Because you know that love and you know that what fixed you and what helped you will help them. And you want it to so much. You, you will endure anything for the joy set before you. Amen? when you're walking in that love. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm feeling pretty happy right now. Amen? You spur one another on. Why? So you don't faint. So you don't quit. Right? You provoke one another. Why? Because people who aren't provoked, they get dead and they get dull. Why? Because no, ain't nothing poking at that love. That love can't just sit there. The love of God, it's active and alive. It has to be moving all the time and doing things. You can't just keep it. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not the light that you hide under the bushel. It's the one that you put on the big stand. And why do you put it on the big stand? So everyone in the house can see, not just because you want people to see your light. Right? You don't put it on the stand and say, look at my light. You put it on the stand and say, look what my light does. Right? Look what the light God gave me will do for you. It helps you to see. I'm going to put it on a stand so you can see. Not so you can see the light, so you can see. Amen? So you can walk in the light. 
so you can be in the light with me, so you can have what the light gives. It gives life and life everlasting. I'm going to put it as high as I can so everyone can see in it. Glory to God. Glory to God. That's what our light is. That's what our light is. That's why we're not losing our saltiness. So I don't know what salt would be that doesn't taste like salt. I wouldn't like it. I like salt too. Amen? I can tell you what the Word says it'd be. It says it'd be useless. I'm not going to be useless. You're not going to be useless. We're going to serve our God. Amen? Why are we going to serve Him? Love Him. And we're zealous for Him. We're zealous for good works. Amen? What's it saying? Titus 2. You don't have to turn there. 2, 13. Verse, yeah, Titus 2, verse 13. King James Version. You can put it on the board. Looking... For that blessed hope, the glorious appearing of of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ, who gave Himself for us, that He might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto Himself a peculiar people. We're peculiar. Why? Because we love. We walk in love. And we look for opportunities to do good. That's peculiar. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. you, 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 You... you ever walked up behind somebody and tried to pay for something for them? They don't want you to. It's weird. Why? Well, that's weird. Why would you want to pay? No, I don't want you paying for my groceries. Stop that. I'll pay for my own groceries. You're peculiar. Peculiar people that are what? Zealous of good works. Oh, they're just... That's why they're peculiar. They're walking around. Oh, oh opportunity here. Here, I got a hundred right here. Come on. Yeah. Glory to God. Now nah, you don't need to pay me back. I'm gone. Glory. Yeah, I got band-aids and oil. Yeah, I got money to pay the end. Yeah, I got what you need. What do you need? I'm looking for somebody to bless. Why? Because I'm just like my Father. And that's what He's doing. The eyes of the Lord go to and fro across the earth looking for someone to show themselves strong on behalf of. Amen? That's what I'm doing every day when I walk out the door. Looking. Okay, God. I know you're going to provoke me. Come on. Come on, provoke me. Show me somebody. Show me somebody I can pray with. Show me somebody that don't know. Show me somebody I can show your goodness to. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. And yeah, they're going to think I'm peculiar. And every time they do, you should say, well, thank God I'm in the Scripture. I'm peculiar and I'm zealous for good works. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. That's who I want to be. That's who I want to be. Back to Hebrews 10. We'll close. This is why we're here tonight. This is it. Glory to God. Hebrews 10. We got through verse 23 and 24, didn't we? At the very first of this? Yeah. Yeah. I do something wrong. Got to be fixed right there. Right there in front of the whole world. Got fixed. Amen. Glory to God. See? Just loves me no matter what. Whether I use triple negatives or not. Glory to God. Hebrews 10 started with this back in verse 23. Let us hold fast to the profession of our faith without wavering, for He is faithful that promised. Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and good works. How are we going to do that? Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. As the manner of some what? Not Christians. Christians don't forsake the assembling. No. Christians like to get together. Why? Because they fellowship. They talk about the Lord. They, they don't, you know, you don't have to have a Bible study every time you get together. You'll have a talk about the Lord no matter what you do. I know y'all. I've talked to you. You come up and we'll start talking about grandma's hairdo and before it's all over, the goodness of God came out and the testimonies were there. And why? Because you're just peculiar and zealous for the things of God. But you can't do that if you give up the assembling of yourselves together, can you? Now, don't give up the assembling of yourselves together, some other man. And encourage, exhort is what it says, but that word is encourage. Encourage. 5511 needs to find her kid. 
That's what that means, by the way, if you're looking at 5511. It's been up there a couple times. I love you, so I'm helping you out. (laughs) Glory to God. Encourage one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. We've got to see what the times are saying. We've got to know that the love of God is for every person. We've got to believe that that, that love can help. We've got to believe that that love can do what that love says it will do. And we've got to walk in that love. As we see the day approaching, it's not the time to say, Oh God, come back. Oh God, come back. No, it's time to get together and say, Oh, how can we show this love more? How can we get it out quicker? How, what can we do, God? What, give us more resource. Give us... What? Let's talk more about it. Let's assemble ourselves together and get the goodness of God. Get His heart and, and talk to each other and encourage one another and provoke each other to good works. Amen? And we'll provoke one another. That's why we're going to assemble. And as the day approaches, we're not going to say, oh yeah, I hope He comes tomorrow. Why? Because somebody's going to hell if He comes tomorrow. I want Him to be as patient as He wants to be. I'm going to live victorious in this earth no matter what. Why? I got Jesus Christ. Amen. I don't need him. To, you got people all the time. Oh, I, the, we're, the whole world's going to hell in the handbasket. I just hope Jesus comes back. Well, that ain't why he's coming back. Right? He's coming back for a glorious church, a victorious church, not to get you out of your debts. <laughs> <laughs> and I love you. Guess what? And there's days where I woke up and said, well, that'd be a good day for Jesus to come back. But it wouldn't for somebody else. Right? And the reason He's not slack in His promise, but patient, is because He wants every person to have another opportunity. Amen? He's going to provoke them to be saved every day. And we want them to be provoked to be saved. Glory to God. So we're going to keep meeting together, aren't we? We're going to keep doing the things of God. We're going to talk about them. If you go to your houses, invite people over, talk about the goodness of God. Why? Because it provokes everyone around you to do it. Right? Right? And you know what? Our testimony stacks are already this big. They'll just be this big. And we won't even care. Why? Because you'll say, God provoked me to do this good thing and I did it. And then this happened and it backlashed over here and it was a chain reaction over here and people just got blessed and blessed and blessed and I can't even give the end of the testimony. Because you're out of breath from talking too fast. That's me. Glory to God. Is He good? Is He good enough? Do you believe He's good enough and that you love Him so much that you are zealous not to sit in these pews and take notes, but to sit in these pews take notes so you can go out and put that light on a stand say, look what I learned this week, people, and it's going to help you. It's not just for me. I want you to see it because it set me free. And if it set me free, it'll set you free. Glory to God, I want everybody to know. I want to get on the mountain and I want to shout it. I want to shout it from every rooftop. The Lord is good and He does good things. Amen? And I don't care what you say you've experienced. That's not my God. Amen? And when we get that in our heart and when we're moved in that love and by that compassion, people will be helped. It has to be. It has to be. Glory to God. Stand up on your feet. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Glory. Just praise Him. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Praise You, Lord. Praise You, Lord.